You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You know what it is. I'm back. This is Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. This is where I talk Sacramento Kings basketball. This is where I talk hip hop. And this is where I talk about anything else that may come to mind. Uh, Brought to you by the good people from the Basketball Podcast Network. And let's go ahead and without any delay, jump right into it. Recording this on Tuesday evening. And that means it was a good day for Kings fans. Know why? The NBA draft lottery gods were good to the Kings once again. And the Kings moved up in the lottery. And they'll pick fourth in the NBA draft. That's right. The Kings once again got lucky. Moved up. They're they're going to pick fourth in the NBA draft. And... The last time the Kings had the fourth pick, that was 2009. They used that on Tyreek Evans, who ended up being the rookie of the year and who had a pretty solid NBA career before his uh, uh, drug of abuse suspension cost him two plus years of basketball. He was reinstated this past year, but didn't actually play in any NBA games. I don't think I know, you know, but that's where the Kings are and. What they can do with that, it really varies. Just because I I openly admit I am no NBA draft guru. It's not my thing. It's not what I'm really interested in. So in the sense of I don't get really caught up. I don't get to usually watch a lot of college basketball. But I can tell you what the experts I know over at The Athletics say. And as of now... They're, uh, the people, my good folks at the Athletic, have the Kings. Well, Zach Harper drafted for the Kings. Well, because in part, in part because I'm technically still on vacation, so I didn't participate in our mock draft. I was going to be the Kings person, and he has them taking Jaden Ivy, a six four guard out of uh, Purdue. That's right, another small guard. <laughs> but that's what happens when you end up fourth in a draft where. It would seem the three best players are all big men, or you know, are the the, the, the three person race. Should you say for the top? There's no real debate over who the top three players are, whether it be you know Jabari Smith Jr. from Auburn, 
consensus top consensus should I say top player in the draft. Chet Holmgren, the center from Gonzaga, and Paolo Banchero, the uh, forward from Duke. Seem to be consensus top three. Then once you get the four, all depends on who you talk to. And if the Kings end up taking another guard, that's going to be very interesting just because they keep getting kind of these, you know, same type of guys in the draft. And, you know, they could go Keegan Murray or Shaden Sharp if they want to address, you know, their need for help on the wing. But there's the belief that Ivy maybe has the uh, the best upside of any of the guys left there. So you would take the you would take him, you know, and, and roll with that. <clears throat> uh, you know, he's a he's a considered a scoring guard, not really much of a uh, not really a playmaking like, you know, setup type guy. But the Kings need guys who can get their own shot. They need more of that, you know, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens there at four, just because like I said, they could go Keegan Murray, like I said, a, a six, eight forward who, who's 21 already probably feels more of a need, but I'm anti-drafting for need in the, in the, especially in the lottery, you take the best player available and you make it work. So that's where I think well, that's where you know this seems to be where a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, some of the draft experts have the Kings going with that pick, and this is going to be the fifth time during this playoff drought the Kings have picked in the top five. I already mentioned Tyreek Demarcus Cousins was the fifth pick in twenty ten. Turned out to be a four-time All-Star. No, probably the, easily the best draft pick, you know, of this drought. De'Aaron Fox was the top five, was, was fifth overall. He's shown flashes and potential of being an All-Star, but hasn't kind of hasn't broken through to where he's an All-Star caliber player yet. They're still waiting on that. And, of course, there's Marvin Bagley, the second overall pick in 2018, and no need for me to rehash how the Bagley era went. So hit me up. Let me know. What do you think the Kings should do? Uh, uh, do you have a preference? Again, like I said, I'm I'm the I'm a believer in you're in the lottery because you don't have everything. You take the best player available. You make it happen. You know, and there's always it's also kind of the, the big picture approach to this. You got to remember, De'Aaron's going to be in the second year of a max deal. And say if Monty McNair decides he wants to blow this thing up again, well, no, the Kings like to blow blow shit up when it comes to this this uh, damn near two-decade-long rebuild. Maybe an Ivy-Davion Mitchell pairing is the future, and De'Aaron's shipped off to some other team. Who knows what's going to happen with the squad? Really, there's no way of telling, but... They are, you know, the basketball gods smiled on Sacramento for once. And it's probably good they did smile on them because it happened on a day where a lot of people were laughing at the Kings. Uh, How do we get into this one? A lot of us have known Anjali Ranadive, Vivek Ranadive's daughter for quite some time or known of her in some way. That was largely due to music, though. That was largely due to, you know, her singing at the anthem or just 
trying to get that mu- that music career going. But now at 29 years old, uh, shout out to my man Sean Cunningham for breaking the news. And now if you check her Twitter account, it's been updated. Maybe it was before and no one paid attention, but uh, young Anjali Ranadive is now the assistant general manager to the Stockton Kings. And she will report to Paul Johnson, you know, per our buddy James Ham, on all aspects of basketball operations. And as uh, my buddy Sean reported, uh, she is in Chicago right now as part of the combine with the King's Brain Trust getting ready for the draft. So <laughs> how did we get here? Who knows? You know, I thought she was still trying to get her music career popping, but clearly she's trying, you know, on, you know, to somebody who was in the uh, celebrity game for the All-Star game not that long ago. And now she's going to be making basketball. Even if it is just the G League, she's making basketball decisions. She'll be, help, you know, discussing and talking about, you know, talent evaluate. You know, this is... She could have she could have say when it comes to coaches and you know who's going to coach at the G League. Imagine uh, her having a say over Bobby Jackson's future. I mean, this is just it's like I said, and I want to be fair about this because she is not the first, or nor will she be the last, uh, you know, child of a NBA owner to somehow get a job in the front office and everyone wonders what the hell experience do you have like she hasn't been a she hasn't been a scout she hasn't well shoot well she did play in, in a celebrity game so I guess she does have some basketball experience I don't know it's just <laughs> it was almost like people were more just thought it was funny than anything in large part because no one trusts Vivek Ranadive's decision making at all and as someone joked, uh, so, you know, remember uh, during the whole coaching search, there was all the talk of, you know, Mike Brown being Monty's choice and Mark Jackson being Vivek's choice. And by Mike Brown getting the job, the, the kind of the talk was, well, well, he, well, well, uh, Monty won the battle. And then somebody joked with me. Off the off the record, they basically said, "Yeah, she won the he he might have got Mike Brown, but here's what you got to do if you want Mike Brown: give my daughter <laughs> a job in the front office." Man, interesting stuff here. Uh, man, not really sure. Yeah, I, I I'm sorry, I just can't keep laughing. Stop laughing, just because it's it's just so out of the no out of nowhere, just so bizarre. Just that, not, not that, she, that you know she has a job with in the G League. That assistant GM, they didn't even try a little slick. Let's put her on the business side move, which we've seen, you know. And then you work your way up from the business side to you know work your way into the room. You know, it's like yeah, assistant GM. It's yeah, just went straight for uh, <laughs> the you know the front office, and that is just, I mean, like I said, it's it's very sacramental. I will I will say that it is very Sacramento that they would go that route, and who knows? But you know what? 
You can't even be mad at this moment. Know why? You if you you, you could you could hypothetically say that yeah, she was good luck, and that news coming out today may maybe have been the reason why the king moved up in the lottery. No, I don't believe that by any stretch. I'm just trying to make some sense of the situation. That's all I'm trying to do. And uh, good luck with me doing that just because I don't know how you make sense of it. You know, I don't know what you do. You know, I don't know what Paul Johnson's going to, you know, how how this is going to work, how this whole, how this whole setup is going to go for them. It's really going to be, mm, going to be interesting. That's all I'll say. I'll say it'd be interesting. And then, you know, once we keep, we'll get rolling from there. Just kind of see what happens, but that's your new assistant general manager in Stockton. So I'll move on from that and kind of touch on something that my buddy Sam Amick wrote about about the fact that you know Monty McNair is in the last year of his deal, and, and you know with one year left, he's assigned a coach to a four-year deal. And according to Sam's reporting, the fact that essentially mine is a lame duck GM right now and there hasn't been any talks of an extension did give some coaching candidates pause because do you really want to join a situation where has has been the case a lot during the Rana Dive tenure where your coach and your GM are not aligned? And not even so much in contract year. That's, that's not just with the contract in the years. They're not in line in the sense that the person making the basketball decisions did not hire as a coach. And if things go to hell next season and the Kings make another change, you're once again talking about hiring a GM who did not hire the coach. And... That could be tricky if we get to that point. You know, maybe we, you know, maybe, maybe that, maybe that combined with the uh, assistant GM, you know, situation, or I can't call it a situation. They've hired, they have an assistant GM in Stockton, but maybe that gives a little more insight as to why Joe Dumars, you know, chucked up the deuces and got the hell up out of Sacramento. (laughs) There's a lot to kind of just try to parse together with all this, but. I think this McNair situation actually is par for the course for Sacramento because uh, let's just go through the history, the Ron Dive history. Michael Malone was hired before Pete D'Alessandro. Pete D'Alessandro was hired. No, he I mean, he wasn't hired, but Vlad, Pete D'Alessandro was the GM when George Carl was hired. Meanwhile, as George, after George Carl is hired, Vlade is brought in to eventually replace Pete in a very messy, messy way. But now Vlade is the GM with a coach he did not pick. Vlade picks Dave Yeager. Vlade picks Luke Walton. Or, well, well, I don't know if Vlade picked Dave Yeager. He may have been instructed to hire Dave Yeager, but he also picks Luke Walton. Vlade gets fired. Then you have Monty McNair hired with Vlade's coach. So this is actually kind of you know normal in Sacramento, which is sad, but it is what it is. This is how things have operated. It's how things have gone. 
This is what this is what they do in Sacramento. So what can Monty do to get an extension? Make the playoffs, I assume. But given the chance that 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 likely won't happen, you have to ask yourself, what are the Kings looking to see for Monty to get an extension? You could you know, you would say that the team is no closer to being a playoff team than when Monty was hired. I mean, I could I would argue there is maybe more chance of, you know, that Vlade had them closer to being a playoff team than Monty, even though, you know, that first year the Kings kind of held on for dear life to be in the playing scenario. But I just, this team really isn't in a better place yet. So has Monty done anything to justify an extension? That's a good question. And it's crazy that we're talking about Monty waiting on an extension. And one of the first things he did when he was hired was give De'Aaron Fox an extension that some would say he should have waited on. So the Monty watches on uh, as expected, whatever it is. But we'll see. We'll see. But I'm done talking to Kings. But before I move on, you know what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to talk about DraftKings. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And it's only four teams left, so it should be a little easier for you all to pick what you're, who you're going to pick. And this week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Remember, only four teams to pick from now. <laughs> Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. How do you do it? See, you create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So what are you going to do with that information? You're going to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, let's get back to the show. And before I get out of here, talked enough Kings for the week. I am going to address the biggest news of the past few days. Not the Kings moving to fourth in the lottery. Not Phoenix getting getting curb stomped in game seven. None of that stuff matters. What we're going on, okay. Kendrick Lamar. Uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. This man, man, this thing is so, 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 so damn good. I can't even put into words how good this album is. And I'm not. And I, I don't know how to. I'm going to lost the words right now talking about this album. I really am. I'm missing a loss of words. That's why I'm stumbling over my words right now. I just can't get into exactly how great an album this is and i'm going to try my best to put it in the words but i could go song for song 
I could talk about Father Time. I could talk about We Cry Together. I could talk about... Uh, I could talk about so many different songs on this album. I mean... Uh, talking about daddy issues. Talking about childhood trauma. Talking about how that how we cover up that trauma as we get older. Kendrick is extremely vulnerable in this album. Kendrick talks about... I mean, you know, yeah, just like child, you know, child molestation accusations of what that does to people. Uh, talks about how the trauma from previous generations comes down and trickles down through the family. Talks about COVID and questioning Kyrie. Talks about, uh, I just just talked about so many deep things that this album is definitely, definitely worth your time. Again, I, you know, I think Kendrick is the best rapper in the game right now. He has not put out a bad album. And almost every rapper, you get to time album five, there's at least one where you go, uh, uh, I'm cool. Kendrick hasn't given us, he hasn't done that to us at all. He's given us boom. Great, great. Only person I think whose first, like say four or five album intro run rivals this in terms of just the level of greatness. I'll give you a couple. I think I would argue that uh, Cube's run from Straight Outta Compton through Lethal Injection is close. I would argue that Kanye's in there, and I think you probably have to just. Uh, you, I mean, I guess you maybe you put Drake in there just in terms of just like they just didn't miss. I think, you know, especially early Jay-Z had too many songs I skipped back in the day. So I can't really say even he had an opening run like this. Pac's run wasn't like this with his first five, even though Pac's was really good. I don't think it was, you know, I don't think his his debut would get classic treatment the same way Good Kid Mad City does, so. I don't have really much else to add to that. Just listen to that album again and again. Listen to Kendrick Lamar. Listen to the best rapper alive. Uh, this is a great. This not. This isn't this isn't great music. This is great art. This is artwork. This is uh, this is once in a lifetime type stuff we've got going with Kendrick. So enjoy it. And with that, I'm going to get off of here and listen to some Kendrick Lamar. So shout out to DraftKings, the Basketball Podcast Network. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. And however else you want to find me, theathletic.com, all that stuff. You all be good out there. I'll catch you next time. And let's see what the Kings do with this pick. I'm out.